All right. Hey, y'all. It is grab your wallet time. Uh, we've been having fun doing this show. We love you guys for supporting us. Those of you that don't support us, patreon.com is where you go give us the money to get us to these people or beers to these people so we can interview them. And John's got some t-shirts. So that's on stealthisbeer.com slash merch. Check that out. Either way, thanks for playing along. Can't believe we get away with this every week, Monday at five. about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday. I am Augie Carton and we are stealing beer. Hi, John. Hi, I hear you have a joke for us. No, not a joke. I just, so you and I never agree on anything ever, which is what makes for the best radio in craft beer. I, I, agree, I agree with that statement. But when, when our friend Todd Mott of Tributary Brewing was announced as the guest du jour, I think both you and I said, wow, he's way too good for our stupid show. And Brian yes. Cass said, oh, and Brian Cass said, and Brian Cass said, oh, good. Another wild goose or whatever fucking company he works. Ironheart. Ironheart. Damn it. Ironheart. Ironheart customer. And Oops. you, you beat me to the response. <laughs> Did you just call Todd Mott an Ironheart? customer and i was like this is my favorite exchange i've ever seen i'm so glad Hall beat that was ju- that was actually justin's you... response that, that was, was my response. response oh is that right okay yeah, good yeah, job yeah. justin so all three of us agreed so todd yeah. you're the guy who made three of us agree for the first time ever that, oh, that was the last that thing on the list that's it that it's sucks. all over buddy yeah there's really. nowhere to go from here but down down and thank you Bill. so much for taking your time actually, to talk to us about craft beer what the fuck dude it's no it's amazing like uh, let me t- let me just preface this. I've been in the hospital for the past two weeks. Oh no! With appendicitis. My so they've got you all dopey. And oh my I'm, god! I am so fucked up right now. You wouldn't believe it. Now, actually, I'm uh, I'm easing back on the pain meds. Uh, I'm definitely so much better than I was uh, when I went into the hospital. And uh, I haven't had a beer in literally over two weeks. So I'm you know I'll taste, I'll sip, but I'm I'm still on antibiotics. I know that's a fucking lame excuse, but <laughs> <laughs> we're fine oh. with it. I'm just so honored you came on our little show, and oh, come on. Come as on. as apparently an Ironheart customer, we are. I'm, we I'm are. really glad. I'm really glad. We appreciate um, your wait, business, is this, Todd. Is this a level of service that Cass is now selling? Um, yeah. If you triple your canning order, <laughs> I'll get you on steal this beer. Well, you you know you know for a fact that Kennedy goes if you want to get into my. New York farm brewing book. I need Augie to ask all the questions while I take notes. <laughs> um, is, luckily, yeah, Todd's in Maine, so yeah, yeah thank God. God. he's he's safe from that one. Right. You'll yeah. never feel about... the can shortage as long as you know Cass. Uh, as long as Ironheart is doing our yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's not a... you know that's the way we feel about it because you know there are a bunch of small companies that have just scrounged like crazy to find cans, and you know I understand that. Uh, um, there's some big companies and they buy the fucking cans by the truckload, you know, literally 28 pallets worth of cans, all pre-printed. Well, those are big guys and those those guys have tons of money. You know, it, it's it's a catch-22 because we have um, a great product that we want to put in cans. And, you know, during the obviously epidemic, nobody was going to bars. So where are we going to put our draft beer? It down the drain. So we, you know, we ended up turning a lot of draft beer into uh, hand sanitizer, but uh, <laughs> then we, we kind of changed our, our, our ship's course and started putting beer, more beer into cans. And uh, had we, you know, been a small independent, totally independent brewery with our own independent canning line, you know, who knows where we would be now, but we made it through the winter. We've made it so far. Um, and Ironheart is, uh, you know, it's a great company. Um, not to blow smoke up anyone's hat. Oh, wow. No, but, I was, um, I was, I was going to say Justin's going to send them an advertising invoice now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't even thousand dollars. Hey, Cass, you could have this one for free, but if you want this brewer saying those words in other areas, I'm getting a fucking check. I can't believe I set that up so nicely for you. Um, so let's let's it's possible, I doubt it. The thieves, which are the people who listen to this show every week, right? The thieves, there's nobody who doesn't know who you are, but why don't you give your trajectory? from inventing one of the ipas that made me need boat to kate the great to living in maine and canning with ironheart like yeah wow give them your trajectory okay it's been a long 30 years i've worked for a lot of different companies i've learned a lot of different trades and techniques and styles and uh so you know i got my i got my first chance at harpoon uh 91 to 93 and during that tenure, I went from um, assistant brewer because the guy I took over for had actually chopped part of his finger off in a canning, a kegging line. And so I, uh, I played his hands for two weeks. And when he realized that I knew more about beer than he did, he just <laughs> kind of threw the towel in. And I'd only been home brewing. I did an internship at Catamount when they were up in White River Junction for yeah. four week, four months. And, uh, and then I started pounding the pavement, um, to get, uh, you know, some sort of brewing job. And I, I'm God, I even have the rejection letter from Jim, Jim Cook saying, wow, that's a really awesome resume, but we're not hiring right now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the story of my life, wrong, right place, wrong time. <laughs> but so I got to harpoon. I, um, you know, put my ax to the grindstone, did a shitload of work for them. Um, got to invent their first, uh, seasonal, um, uh, offshoot, which was a stout and, uh, it kind of, uh, it sunk, man. It was so, it was so hot forward for one thing. Cause I was drinking, um, Sierra Nevada stout at the time. And that was just a hot bomb. And, yep. uh, we decided that we would put, um, you know, half batch, you know, 20 barrels into, um, kegs and try and sell it in South Boston. Well, that's like trying to sell ice to Eskimos, you know, the uh, <laughs> Southies were heavy into their Guinness, their Murphys and their Beamish. And for Harpoon to come blazing into, you know, these these Irish bars saying, oh, you got to try this crap beer. And they're like, bullshit. That, and then, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want your stuff because it's, it's way too expensive. You know, it's it's 90 bucks a keg as opposed to 40 bucks a keg. <laughs> Wow. But anyway, so Harpoon, um, I did that, the uh, Stout, and then I did the, uh, the, the legendary IPA. And uh, yeah. the, one thing, the one thing that I uh, really kind of um, glean about this whole IPA craze is that when I, the first IPA I had was Ballantine IPA. And I was brewing Harpoon uh, beers, which were pretty medium, medium road. Um, you know, we had their Oktoberfest, which was an ale, and their uh, winter warmer, which was an ale, and their golden lager, which was an ale, and their pale, <laughs> and their harpoon ale was, which was an ale, uh, which was the lager, ironically yeah, enough. Yeah, well, we just, we just fermented it cold, then a yeah. kind of lagering. But anyway, um, harpoon uh, ale to me, you know, I knew the taste of it, but I just didn't really, you know, it was just mediocre. And um, we went on this little cruise, this uh, schooner cruise up off of Vinyl Haven one day. And the captain of the ship was like, look, I don't have beer on board. You're more than welcome to go to the provision store and pick up some beer. So I went, I was looking for some harpoon ale because, you know, come on, that's what I'm drinking. And uh, they didn't have any, but they had this thing called Ballantine India Pale Ale. Like, oh, we'll give that a shot. We're talking 1991. Okay. And wow. uh, there weren't a whole lot of IPAs on the market. And I cracked that thing open. First of all, the little puzzle under the cap, which I fucking love. Um, and then uh, we um, we tried the beer and we all kind of just this was my wife, myself, uh, two friends of ours, the captain. And uh, I took a sip of it. and I was like, what the hell is this? This is so fresh, so refreshing. It has such a like a citrusy bouquet and flavor I've never tasted. I was tasting hops and I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. This yep. is what hops taste like. And uh, just because I'd been drinking, you know, basic middle of the road beer. And, uh, you know, even though Sam Adams had come out with the Boston Lager and it had beautiful hop presence. Um, God, long time. This is 30 years ago. You remember that beer? God, when it first came out, it was so fucking good. I, and, I, you know, I can't fault 
uh, Jim Cook for making money. You know, that's that's his prerogative. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, the, we, I just never tasted anything like Harpoon, uh, like, excuse me, like Ballantine IPA. So I set out to devise a recipe and, you know, being a home brewer and all, I had Charlie Papazian's Bible, uh, The Complete yep. Joy of Home Brewing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I picked this recipe, Paleolia uh, IPA, and I just started brewing it at home. And for probably five or six brews, I got it down to where, God damn, this is really close to the Ballantine. And uh, so when um, Rich and uh, the crew asked me to do another um, uh, seasonal, uh, I said, how about an IPA? And they were like, cool, let's do it. And so I made an IPA, Harpoon IPA. And that was the first IPA, I think, that they had made where we actually dry hopped the beer. And this is a funny story. The uh, dry hopping, we used to stuff uh, seven pounds of whole leaf um, cascades into two pairs of women's large pantyhose and uh <laughs> and you know going to the the convenience store and buying two pairs of pantyhose you know like <laughs> some funny looks so i finally got my wife to go pick them up one time but uh, <laughs> we, would stuff, we would stuff the legs and the abdomen with hops and then just put them into the tank the the bright tank and, and these are whole leaf hops, right? Whole leaf hops wow. in pantyhose. So they yeah. were contained by the pantyhose. And then we tied them off to um, the uh, temperature probe, uh, just with like uh, uh, yep. cable ties. And um, we push the beer on top of that. You know, we purge the tank, uh, get it ready for a transfer, uh, push the beer into the tank and let it sit for about 10 days, 12 days. And then uh, we would send that into the bright tank carbonate it and then move it um into kegs and uh, bottles at that point i i love that story so i do it i do a tribute to ballantine's ipa that i do oh, cool. in in wood with a you know with a, a distillation of bullion hops but i nice. might have to do i might have to do a variation on it where i find some old like 70s legs eggs panty there you go. That perfect perfect <laughs> see if i the can greatest. find some holy so- bullion and just call it what what mop term haven't you used yet? Can I call it mop the mediocre? Where, where have you not been between great and last? And what, what's a safe? It's all what's over a there. Safe one. Good. The, the <laughs> I love this. the gag. Mop the median. Mop the what's what's the what's the other median term? Jesus, my math is shitty when I'm drinking beer. Uh, I'll figure it out. Ready? Damn yeah, it. man, I gotta have these tastes ready because we talk oh, about beer. Right. Yeah, what we right. do, what we do on this show, John Hall. How is hey? That for how, how? Why do we come together? What brings us together to on Steal beer, This Beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we hoped it would be. What it's yeah. doing, not what we were told it would do. Cool. To facilitate this, we drink blind out of black glasses. Uh, in the days of COVID, Justino ships us beer in obfuscated by aluminum foil john and i poured into black glasses todd are you in a clear glass are you are you in a i'm gonna go into a clear glass should i pop my beer now yeah absolutely okay uh john john and i'll lead in you have a moment to think and we will discuss this said brew but you will know color so try to keep that from informing your decision i will i will hold that back um one one last thing about the go on please please go ahead we would empty the tank. And as we were emptying the tank, once we got below the manway, we would open the manway and it looked like two dead bodies floating. <laughs> feet, feet usually pacing, facing up. And, and it smelled so dynamic. It was great. I'm sure. Not like, not like really. Uh, murder some, never smelled we'll so there. good. Yeah. At some point, right did back. you stop by? Did, oh, okay. Uh, John, I guess, I guess it's time for us to talk about beer I, one i um, love hanging out with todd mop by the way i remember years ago at the great american beer festival just as a quick aside while he's gone that uh you know i was trying to be healthier and so i got up one morning i was judging uh, at the competition i got up uh, really early one morning i went down to the gym uh and i'm on the treadmill and if we're at altitude and you know i'm not doing too well but i i, I want to get steps in and so i'm i'm on the treadmill and i've been going for maybe about 20 minutes and todd comes in uh, gets on the treadmill next to me, says good morning, and just starts blasting down the highway of this uh, of of this treadmill at just full bore for, God, I don't know, like thirty minutes or so. And I was in awe of the man at the time as I'm doing my uh, uh, my snail's pace on there, and uh, I just kept going because I felt embarrassed that if I left, <laughs> uh, I'd just be admitting defeat. So I was ready to give up, but Todd kept me going and. 
uh, probably helped me have a couple more beers that day. Uh, beer number one. Um, there's there's this really kind of fun uh, crystallized pineapple thing that keeps kind of coming Ooh. back back to me. Um, you know, yeah, you get that crystallized ginger. It's that pineapple. Uh, it's a little sweet. It's a little warm. Um, it's not there all the time. It's not overpowering, but there's a, you know, candied tropical thing to it that, uh, is dancing around with the rest of the hops in this, you know, DDH pale ale of some kind. See, I don't think it's DDH. I think, so I, I've got notes of Saison. Um, like coriander, hmm. some of the, so what you're calling pineapple, I was calling banana and clove oh. Oh, interesting. as a yeast thing, but I can see your pineapple. If this is hoppy, then the yeast they chose is super interesting. Cause it, it feels like, I don't know, like I said, it feels like a Belgian Cezanne yeast to me. Yeah. I'm, cause I'm there's that totally in agreement. Yeah. Cause there's that, that ashy side thing hmm. to it. John. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other thing is it about it is there's a sugary sweetness to the overall fermentation profile, right? So it's got it doesn't the the malt isn't showing as bread or cracker. It just feels like pale. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little bit of like whatever you call brewer crystals or you know dextrose, some kind of like just easy sugar. And then all I've got is that that yeast throwing its banana clove and ashiness at that sweetness and i but i i it's a great it's a humid day here in new jersey thieves mm-hmm. and yeah, it's we're, we're definitely pretty humid up here in maine too yeah, so it's yeah. a super nice hot day i don't know i would i would drink this while grilling how's that oh without a doubt uh i'm, yeah. I'm definitely detecting more of a uh a phenolic aromatic to it uh as it warms um and I've got it in a fairly tall, skinny glass, not a not a stanja, but one mm-hmm. of the pills and love glasses from uh, 2019. Ooh. And uh, last so pills of love. You can, yeah, you can wrap mm-hmm. your hand around it and warm the beer a little. And I'm definitely uh, pulling off more of a phenolic character than uh, pineapple. Hmm. So the next phase, Todd, because like we said, we're just trying to keep it simple. The whole the yeah. whole thing of this six years ago was. We felt people were, you know, treating beer, you know, it's just steal that pretension out of it. Just here's what it fucking is. Here's where you should. Drink yeah. It. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and, and if you had if you had one of those in your cellar where we would drink it. So hopefully you're not like, well, I got to wait for the right party. Just uh-huh. here's where we would drink it. So like you I just said, drink it for me. This is a humid day grilling beer and probably good for about two or three hours where would you drink this thing that isn't just grilling in my backyard since you haven't done that yet oh i would probably drink it after a long bike workout mm. uh, you know kind of replenishing the electrolytes with ethanol and uh it's helpful. Uh, help, I, I, I rode 83 miles D. this morning. I rode 83 miles this morning. So I'm, I'm, I'm ahead Christ. of you right here. I'm on your I'm on your planet. So that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Paul, where are you drinking this fucker? <laughs> did, Hall, did Hall leave? No, I'm here. I'm just, you know, like you're uh, mad because we think you're wrong. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, dry I'm, I'm mad because now now that you guys have been talking about this, I'm, I'm kind of going along with it. And, you know, it's not a competition, but I still like to win. Uh, <laughs> hey, John, no, th- it's yeah. always been a competition. Oh, well, <laughs> let's go to the big board and see who has All more right. check. Justin, marks, but, yeah. what's the name of this double dry hot pale ale? This is not a double dry hop pill. This is from Nod Hill Brewery in Ridgefield, Connecticut. It is Ace of Wands, and they call it a Potter's beer, which is, I guess, a, a Trappist-inspired single. Huh. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. That's yeah. that's a anyway, fanciful thing. Do they close, explain why that's a Potter's saison. beer? Do they explain why that's a Potter's beer? Patter beer. Patter Potter. beer. Potter. Pat, oh, like Potter? father? Or is it pronounced Like father, because the Trappist yeah. monks are fathers. St. Bernard is Pater. 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 Uh, there we go. Got it. <laughs> got uh, so it. It's a uh, whole cone, Connecticut grown Santium hops, Pilsner malt, huh. and Trappist grown yeast and, wa- and water from our well. 
What is Santium? That's a new. Uh, one. It's a hop. Uh, no, a- I. <laughs> thanks. I, Good night, I everybody. Wow, you guys have been thinking too long. I'm muting my shit. I'm muting my shit. John, the hop Santium is a hop. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. Okay, let's keep you, it Donald. simple. Let's just like keep it. it simple. All right, it's known for I just looked it up. Uh, strong black pepper, herbaceous, and floral characteristics. That's what I was asking, Todd. I just yeah. wanted to know what are some of the aromas and flavors. What is the, the characteristic hops? of Santium? But, you know, you're I, you know all, I've never used you're all, Santium. You know, up there in Maine, trying to be all you know coy and clever and mean and you know so tell tell us tell us about me tell us about me tell us about me where in Maine are you compared to portland your first your first stop is kittery yes okay as you go over the large piscataqua river and um uh we literally are a mile from the exit ramp and uh we're down on uh what's called shapley road uh, the building used to be a supermarket. It was uh, eventually cut into three sections, the post office and the place is called Post Office Square. Um, then we went in on the other, uh, the, the far left side of the building as you're looking at it and put the brewery in. Um, on a, there, there was a slab that was poured back in the 60s, beautiful, beautiful piece of cement um, that was being way underutilized. So we, you know, drilled it out and we kind of banged it out and turned it into a brewery. Um, uh, but you know, most concrete's there in any event, um, Maine has 156 breweries now. And Jesus. does Maine have 156 people? I, no, that's In the, the summer. <laughs> that's the weird. The, that's the, we just took over per capita because it's a brewery for every person. That's right. It's <laughs> and having spent We're about 1.3 million. I only lived in Maine for one year, but the Mainers I knew could definitely drink a brew's worth of beer a year. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt they have that potential. Weren't, weren't you in Maine so that you weren't drinking beer or were supposed well, to be drinking beer? That everything you're saying is true, but I lived in Bath and oh, there were iron, there were ironworks, iron baby. Yep, yeah. There were ironworkers at my local bodega every day, and those guys drank like fucking 19 early 1980s yeah that's where i learned todd here's what i love this is one of the one of the things that formed my drinking prowess is these guys would walk in and they'd buy a heineken and a six-pack of bud there you go because they knew they weren't tasting as well after one so why waste the why waste the time (laughs) and i was like these guys are how i want to grow up i love these guys so that's, that's why I was school for wayward quick. boys. I love it. This is wayward boys and girls. It wasn't a boys. School. Oh, ooh, nice. Um, uh, and uh, anyway, so tell us more about Maine. How did you get where? How did you end up there? What what brought you there? Okay, besides? so you know, I had a stint at the Portsmouth Brewery for eight years. Um, okay. Things went really well there. Uh, I left on very good terms. Uh, I left with the uh, Kate the Great recipe, but not the name. So we changed the name to Mott the Lesser. And uh, we moved to Maine because our son was, uh, and, and th- this precedes why we're in Maine, but uh, we moved to Maine mainly for the school uh, and that I was working at the Portsmouth Brewery. Um, New okay. Hampshire uh, had decent schools, no question about it, but we just thought uh, the school in Maine was much better. So we moved to South Berwick. Um, Woody went to Marshwood and uh, all was just hunky dory. And uh, so we decided that Maine was a much better place to uh, have a brewery than New Hampshire because you couldn't have a tasting room without food. And, you know, we're not food people. Um, I'm a brewer and my wife is uh, the business partner and uh, there was no way we're going to put in a restaurant. Now, the thing is, you could have had a hot dog stand. They considered that food. So um, we, we thought a little bit about it, but then we just decided, no, let's go to Maine where we can have a tasting room. We don't have to have food. We can use the local water that is so good. Um, Maine water is unbelievable. And we have a plethora, an abundance of it. And I think about all the people in California, all the breweries in California that are you know, in the high Sierras or wherever the hell they're living. Where the hell are they getting their water? Are they reverse osmosing uh, ocean water? Um, no, <laughs> they God. may be. They, uh, 
there's going to be there's going to be some serious ramifications of climate change. And we're not going there right now. We'll, we'll talk about that some other day. But um, it's fu- but it's funny you say that. Let, let's talk about let's stick on main water for a second because we talk about water not enough as brewers. And oh God! So it's... my 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 thing everywhere I go, no matter what it's for, you know, kids or brewing or any other job, is fill a glass of water in the bathroom of the hotel and just drink it, and it See. just gives See. me kind of an idea of where Absolutely. I am. Absolutely. The only uh, the only other place I've ever lived, where I was like, oh, this water's as good as home is Maine. Like even in New York City, where everybody's like best water in the world. Nah. But in Maine, the water really does taste good. So that, that's good. I like it's that your brain went right there and forgetting Poland Spring is the branding of that. But but, you know, that's now owned by a hedge fund or something. Right. Of course. But talk so. more about, you know, just when you're there and when you're building recipes what considerations do you give water? You know what I mean? Cause, oh, cause I, cause we never because... salt till somebody makes me, you know what I mean? Yeah, I never right. add shit to my water till somebody forces me to do it for a recipe. Right. So about, and, and, what are you doing? It says there? harden your water. So we'll right. add some magnesium <laughs> and some, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, some chloride, uh, some, uh, right. uh, whatever it is you want to add. Um, but main, uh, we we have surface water. So it's pond water, basically reservoir water, uh, mm-hmm. it goes through a filtration, um, and water treatment plant in Kittery, uh, which is like, unfortunately they're using chlorine at a fairly high yeah. level during the summer. Um, but if that water is filtered across a, uh, just a, uh, active carbon charcoal filter, yep. you, you take most of the chlorine out. When we use our hot water, we always bring that up to 178 degrees so we can volatilize the remainder of the chlorine out of it. Um, you yep. know, we've got events on our hot liquor tank to do just that. But because the water is hard, it's, I mean, it's great for making ales, making lagers is a little more difficult. So what we do is we run it into our brew kettle and we boil the water. And we take them, we precipitate the minerals out of them and then throw the hot liquor back into the hot water in the kettle back into the hot liquor tank. And that's the water we use for brewing. Um, I love it. And, and, you know, we do use a little bit of cold water uh, through a mixing valve off of the activated charcoal carbon filter. So it is, mm-hmm. it's good water. And when we pour glasses of water for um, the, the patrons, uh, we always pull water from the brewery side of the brewery. You know, on the tasting room has two bathrooms and a water fountain in there. And the water fountain, no one ever put any filters in it. <laughs> so it tastes, <laughs> it tastes just like Kittery water, you know, with all its chlorine. So we, we, we tell people, if you want water, just ask for it. We'll give you some water. So they go over into the brewery and there's a little faucet in the brewery that they pull the water off of and everyone drinks that water. It's delicious water. It's really great water and it makes great beer. Yeah. Todd, was there a difference between the water when you were at Portsmouth? Which yeah, is absolutely. Like, absolutely. Really? Because it's like yeah. five miles as the crow flies from where yeah. you are. Now. But uh, there's a river that separates the two. And uh, uh, the Portsmouth water was coming from a reservoir out in Lee, I believe it was. Um, and they uh, didn't do a whole lot of san- uh, sanitizing of the water. So there was much less chlorine in it. And uh, again, we would treat the water just as we did at, at Febru, uh, at, at Tributary, the same way at Febru. That's the time where I learned yeah. that little, oh, you use activated charcoal carbon to remove the chlorine and you're you know, almost 90% there. Yep. And then uh, just heating the water helps remove the remainder. Mm. I, I, lo- I love that that, I love that for softening, it's, it's so much better than process softening, right? Like, hey, Fucking I mean, boil, it, boil it for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, what I mean? hey, fucking boil it for an hour and you don't have to salt and then filter and then, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really, I love that. Anyway, now, um, so, yeah. it's time for the second I, beer. It, it yes, is. You're yes, welcome Todd. to drink it. But more, <laughs> import, more importantly, it's my head keeps going back to cast canning. So, <laughs> It's just, it's killing cha-ching, me. It's, cha-ching, it's cha-ching. I can't, yeah. I, I'm really bothered that, that we didn't get more money out of this deal. Like, I can't believe we just got one of the best beers by, in America. By more money, you that, mean any money. Any but money. Yes. But it just kills me that we got one of the best beers in America to say, uh, hey, Cass is a great guy and his company is fantastic. And nobody saw that coming. Kennedy, that's such a failure on your part. Anyway, beer number two. Pour it in your glass. 
Um, John, what does this beer want to be? Ginger ale. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I like where your head went there. So it feels feels super black on the palate, but it smells more like ginger ale. That's a good call. Yeah, it's but when uh, I drink it, it's it's when I drink it, it's almost like there's some black pet in there. Like it feels fucking it's ashy. that it's that chalky, ashy kind of thing. I, I get a little bit of, it, it, it it finishes super dry, and that to me super is dry. Of, super yeah. Um, and that I so yeah, but there's something like when I first had it, I was like, oh, this is you know, Schweppes, um, <laughs> you know, or or something along those lines. So I don't know if there's what I guess ginger ale is like ginger, right? But like there's, there's something, <laughs> but there's something else to it. No, right? it's black current. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Actually, actually, one of the best kept secrets it's moth guts. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but nobody was buying moth guts ale, so Not to be confused with newt's balls, <laughs> newt's Good balls Lord. ale. Yeah. That's actually that's root beer. See, this is, this is why I'm really glad we're not doing this show in person because oh, this you know, been, this, just, we never would have come home away this. at this point. The so last time, was... I, one of the very last breweries that I was at uh, before the pandemic sent us on to lockdown was Todd's. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I was. I was. I stopped in with Steve Schmidt for a quick pint that turned into <laughs> a, a lot of pints, <laughs> um, and then I had to go do a do a you do that Stonewall Kitchen thing. What's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I left your place to, to, to go there. So I probably won't be asked back, but that's fine. <laughs> well, uh, this is funny, John, because yeah. I, um, the Friday evening of the night of my appendix bursting, I did a beer and uh, food pairing with the chef there. And yeah. I was just not feeling all that great. And, you know, they put out, they put out some really great food and I was just like, man, eh, I'm not hungry. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. my appendix were bursting. Oh, and so, I, <laughs> I, I want to talk about the appendix bursting. I know it's not a beer show topic, but no, usually I've had, not. No, but I've I've had a million people I mean, in very, my life. Very rarely. Yeah. Does it come no, no, up? Yeah. Well, it should probably come up more than it does. But I've had a million. Well, let's finish beer two. And then I do want to yeah. ask a little okay. bit about the appendix bursting. Because my problem is every person I've ever known says to me it almost burst and if it burst i'd have died oh, in then seven you're in, minutes you're in deep shit but you're a guy who got in that deep shit so i want to play by play what happens when it yeah we'll do first we'll but we'll, we'll do, do that, that after, after beer too yeah yeah because you know i'm one of those it can't fucking be that way it can't be your appendix burst and you die in six minutes you yeah. have to be lying to me so i so, want that story from you all right but well, beer I, two, I'm, John, say on this, John, though, on I'm this, actually yeah. picking up some of that ginger okay. yeah i got the ginger the minute he said it todd but i didn't before but there's but there's also this like like acidity like the, the more that I'm thinking about this dry finish there's this sort of like oily acidity that is just sort of sitting on the back of my my palate now that I huh. just I'm having a tough time getting past but yeah um, yeah no it's an acrid it's an acrid yeah, acrid yeah. Beer. but that's the thing all I've got all I've got is ash all I've got is burnt malt yeah yeah I'm um and I, I, I got your ginger it. aromatically that's what was confusing me when I was smelling it versus tasting it but it sits, it sits like, it sits like stouts before we all started fucking with them. You know what I mean? Like it, it sits <laughs> like stouts with, with incorrect or not incorrect. I'm sorry. Without, without softening the water, it sits like stouts without compensating for the roasted for the, malts. Right. For dark, the roasted the malts. malts it feel, if it, yeah. If, it, if a beer like this feels to me like why you would invent an oat stout or a milk stout. Exactly. Absolutely. Like if you, if you were brewing in your whatever in 1642, <laughs> it'd be like, we gotta, we gotta give this some flesh for that to work against. And so I say that as a guy who likes a very bitter, very big, <laughs> stout it just needs a little more flesh to it it feels yeah, like it's pretty wonderful. you know what i mean is that fair it, it, yeah. it, it is it is frightening me how much the two of you are agreeing with each other and like i'm feeling a huge disturbance in the force i've uh, already texted just... justin to see if we can replace you with todd going forward in the, the <laughs> I, I, I would <laughs> i would actually listen to that show <laughs> like, like i would know, start this, listening to steal this, this beer if, yeah. if, if someone else was doing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys right up. All right Justin, what the fuck are we drinking? This is Harveston's old engine oil. Is it really? Yeah. 
Holy shit. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that means. Is that an important beer I, I should know? Uh, it is you know, an important I've, beer. I've always called it acrid my whole life. I never <laughs> well, liked it. But yeah. we nailed it. Mm. What what do they want it to be? They call it a black ale crafted with a twist. Is there a twist of lemon on this? Is this like an espresso? Yeah. They call it a black ale, but it was also voted, I don't know by who, but best porter 2010. <laughs> so, wow. Really? That's an old, yeah. old school joint there. Yeah. Where is it? I don't know them at all. You guys all know them. They're from, oh, they're they're from England. England. Yeah. Oh, it's Scottish. Oh. It's Scottish. Yeah. Scottish. Oh, ooh, they're Scottish. Mm. Nice. So Great yeah. Britain. Sorry, Cassie, we're close. Mm. Imported definitely by, imported by uh B United. Really? Huh. Yeah. Okay. I'd say that was one of the earlier imports on the shelf too, back in the uh the early two thousands there. Sure, yeah. Hey, hey, guess what? what? Have you been doing this since two thousands? No. Oh, no, God no. Oh, but we have been doing it since the teens. <laughs> so I, I fucked up. Of course uh, you did. Well, here's the thing. I had uh, we did a, a show earlier where we did not drink beers, uh, and I grabbed the wrong can. Oh my god! I was drinking something different from you uh, than you this guys. Is, this you is had, wonderful. You had a Moscow Mule instead. Yeah, of, uh, <laughs> it, it's... So you were drinking a ginger beer. And listen to I, I us just pulled it off. This I, I yes, you guys, you guys were drinking old engine oil, which I I've now uh, unwrapped, uh, which is sitting unopened. On my <laughs> I was drinking. It's in the, it's in the out ounce. of a pint can of uh, of this four point seven percent wit beer brewed with ginger and orange peel, which oh, I don't know anything ginger. about this beer. From the good news is your. I have to works. check it in now. I have to yeah. check it in now because you revealed it. The good news is your palate works. The bad news is you're still being replaced by Todd because I like talking to him about old engine. Yeah. Or the talk to you I about also, ginger. I also really like that, you know, this is the power of suggestion, right? I'm like exactly. ginger ale. And you're like, yeah, I get the like that's the thing. Like <laughs> I think I'm we're, notes we're of sort ginger. of led down this this path. Um yeah. I think I said no ginger, maybe on the nose. On the palate, all I've got is ash. Check the tape. <laughs> this still has like this dry, oily. <laughs> finish to it though that's what are you really drinking? funny what are you drinking john the argument i wanted to make with Oishi. you was when you called this oily and what's unnerving is because its name is oil but yeah, when you yeah. said it's oily i didn't see any benefit in saying it is fucking not but it is fucking <laughs> not it is fucking the leanest beer i've ever tasted it's and i was like i was like all right i'll let that slide and then we opened it it said oil i was like fucking john and you weren't even drinking it no i wasn't even <laughs> drinking it i just i just unwrapped the other one when <laughs> Kennedy <laughs> surprised me. So yeah, I opened All up right. uh yeah, the wrong beer. All right. So Todd, we've just done a whole episode talking about who our demographic is in light of the conversation that's going on. But if, if there's anything our demographic shares, it's probably that all of them will have an appendix burst at some point. Oh god. So let's do the PSA what? here for what there they can is. expect when it happens. Let me tell oh, you. Um, I um how, what the fuck happened? How did it go? There it is. How I'll give you the get? full nine Give me the yards. whole thing. And uh, Wednesday morning, I woke up. I had a fried egg. Fried egg from a local little farm. I thought, you know, midday, I was getting a little nauseous, a little queasy in the tummy. Like, oh, God, was that a bad egg I ate? And uh, But I didn't have to vomit. And that, that kind of should have said something to me. And all day long, I had this low-grade nausea stomach ache and uh you know i didn't think much about it i thought i just had you know eaten something wrong and you know i uh went to the uh, walmart next door and picked up some pepto and went home and did a couple of shots of pepto chased it with a beer and uh went on to <laughs> you know the evening and about one or two o'clock in the morning i'm shaking violently in my bed sweating and my wife kind of reaches over and like what's up and i was like oh, i don't feel well i've got this like really weird pain in my abdomen and she's like well um here let me get you some advil so she tosses a couple of advils at me I, I stop shaking and i don't feel too bad uh and i fell back asleep probably around two three o'clock Thursday, I woke up and I just, I didn't feel a hundred percent, but I didn't have that like burning tummy ache. And so I kind of went about my day. I hung out with my dog and uh, just, just nothing 
physical, laborious or anything. And um, we had dinner Thursday night. Everything was fine. Um, Friday morning, I get word that um, one of our assistants, Dan Stampone, had had his um, second shot the Wednesday before. And Thursday, he was fine. But Friday morning, he woke up and felt like shit. So I said, well, you know, I'll go into work and, uh, you know, I I just have to clean the brew house. It's not that difficult. So I went in and, uh, you know, I had I had my my list of shit to do and I start get everything going. I'm cleaning the brew house and, uh, you know, my stomach is a little nauseous again. But uh, I was like, okay, well, let's just keep working through it. Let's keep working through it. And um, I ate part of my lunch. And as I was eating lunch, I, I was cleaning the um, louder tongue and I was doing the uh, caustic cycle on it. And I had it up to about 140 degrees. And I used spiralite hose instead of the good beefy hose, the you know, okay. good year. Yeah. And I, the, the, the thing burst. And, but I wouldn't have known it had I not been eating lunch or well, if I'd been in the brewery, I would have known right then there. Right. But uh, so I saw all this steam flying uh, towards the glass windows. I'm like, what the fuck? Run into the brewery, turn off the pump, notice that the hose had split. So I was 25 minutes into my cleaning cycle. I was going to go 30 minutes. I said, fuck it. I just, I'll, I've got to clean up the brewery. Meanwhile, my stomach is still kind of fucked up and I'm not even thinking about, Hey, leave it. Somebody else can clean this mess and go to the doctor. And, but I just, I was like, well, I can't do that. I've got this thing at Stonewall kitchen. I got to do with a beer and, and, and food pairing. So I just put my eyes to the grindstone, cleaned up this fucking mess, uh, finished the brew house at like five 15 and I'm at Stonewall kitchen at five 30 with some beers to taste and, all is good. And we start up and, you know, just feeling kind of weak and lethargic and not feeling great. But I put my best foot forward and I, I barely drank the beers. I didn't even eat the food. I just couldn't put anything down. And just cause it was like really dodgy. And uh, I left and went home and just, uh, I fortunately brought the leftovers. So my wife had some dinner and uh, I just went up to bed. And she came up probably 11. I, you know, I was probably in bed by 930. And uh, I read for a while and then went to sleep. And, but I, the pain was getting worse. And by the time she got upstairs, I was like, Jesus, you know, there's something wrong. And right. uh, mm-hmm. she uh, was like, well, should we go to the hospital? I'm like, no, no, God, no. Um, <laughs> there's a pandemic on what, woman. I'm going to go. I'm going to go <laughs> sleep in the guest room. And, uh, you know, if, if it gets worse, I'll, I'll come and get you. And <laughs> about one o'clock, I could not stand the pain anymore. And I went into her bedroom, said, honey, you got to take me to the hospital. So she drives me to Wentworth Douglas. She was like, should I call the ambulance? Like, no, no, let's go to the hospital now. But drive really, really slowly because I, I just do not feel well. And we got to the hospital. I checked in. They did a CAT scan within an hour. And said, "Oh Jesus, guy, <laughs> you were in bad fucking shape." <laughs> sure enough, I, had, you in. I burst my appendix, uh, ruptured the Vesuvius style. And oh, wow. two approaches to that: you either go in and take everything out, uh, you run the risk of infections. You also run the risk um, you have to actually cut part of the small intestine, and in doing so, you have to put a colostomy bag in place. And that's a six month ordeal. You can't just put one in and take it out. It's got to work. And uh, so the doctor looked at me and said, we've got two approaches here. I'm going to take approach B. We're going to give you some pain meds. We're going to start you on antibiotics. We're going to put some liquids into you. And we are going to just watch this thing every day. And nope. it's like, well, that's a great prognosis. What the fuck does that mean? He goes, I really don't want to uh, do surgery on you. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And he said it kind of was like very serious that this is nothing to be fucked with. You were close to, you know, people yep. die from this. And that's I was like, what I'm saying. That's what I've always been told. They used to call it um, side death. And it was because, you know, the pancreas is kind of on your the left side of your body. Yeah. And oh, my God. So, you know, I'm in the hospital 
and days start rolling by. I've got some great pain meds. Uh, it's a liquid. It goes <laughs> in, but it makes you nauseous. So it's like nauseous on top of nauseous. What do yeah. I really want here? And I, I mean, I tried the fentanyl. I tried all sorts of different things. Um, I'm really allergic to morphine. So it was, it was a really tough call. And they got me on something that was really, uh, it was good. Uh, but God, three and a half hours in and it started wearing off. And I was like, fuck, man, you know, can I get it sooner? And they're like, no, no, you can only have it every four hours. And so the first like four days in the hospital, I was on clear liquid. Actually, the first day I wasn't even allowed to drink water. I could put water in my mouth and spit it out. And that Jeez. was it. Wow. Holy fuck is right. If you have a mild tummy ache that keeps lasting all day and gets progressively worse, go to the fucking doctor, period. That's yeah. all I can say. <laughs> oh, there's, the, there's the yeah. PSA. <laughs> yeah, no fucking doubt. No fucking doubt. And I, I so love, I I love that you cleaned the brew house. By the way, Ka oh. Cass, Cass I'm going to slice out that. I'm going to need you to slice out that part where Todd says that I was cleaning the brew house. It's no big fucking deal because I got about seven brewers. I got to play that clip for. Um, <laughs> I'll put it on the day. Well, house. I am. I'm anything. glad you're well. So, so how long were you actually in the hospital? Nine and days. How, and then you're home. I was. And you're still on a cycle of antibiotics for a while. Yeah, I'm. I'm finishing up the antibiotics tonight. So that okay, will be good. 14 days. And, and they're happy uh, with your prognosis now. Well, I haven't seen the doctor yet. Oh, they, you know, they gave me a list. They, <laughs> I well, love they, that you they, tasted these beers with us on the show. He's they gave like, me. Did you really fucking taste beer? You could be like fucking Hall. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me a list of to watch for highlighted in yellow. And okay. I, I never had a fever. I never vomited. My stomach did not distend any further. I have changed my my bowel movements from pure liquid to solid mass. And, Good for uh, you. That's cool. a huge Cass, thing. I'm going to ask you to isolate that. Uh, <laughs> you can. You can. I mean, uh, hey, we all shit. We all can you start shit. it with fucking Hall? Can you start it with fucking Hall and end it with move liquid my bowels? Shit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, Jesus Christ, man. I am glad beer. you're I'm well. embarrassed. I am too. I am, I am so. Well. I am glad you were the guest when Hall drank the wrong beer. All of everything's yeah. coming up all year. Everything comes up. This is a good episode. This oh, is fucking fantastic. Anyway, Cass. Yep. Do we have a letter? Hold on. Steal us some of his beers next time you're up there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be up right. there soon. I'll be up there yeah. soon, Todd. Figure that I'll, shit out. I think out. we're canning. I think now, we're canning. Todd, you should Tuesday. tell everybody else who isn't, who doesn't have a Cass in the family, how they can get your beers. And then we should read a letter. Uh, the best way to get our beers come to the brewery. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And we're, we're in Kittery. You can just Google us and we're there. Um, okay. We've got a little restaurant next door to us, but Kittery has some of the finest food in the southern part of Maine. Uh, give you that much. Um, I like it. Uh, there, are, there are a couple of other breweries here, and we won't name names. Definitive Woodland Farms or some. and uh, yep. But that's okay. York Beach Brewing Company. But, you know, we think we make the best beer. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. All we right. A, like, so here, one more thing. Go, one on, more plug. go on. We have a Doppelrogen Dunkelbach beer. Oh, shit. A double Rybach beer. Let me tell you, this thing is the busy bomb. It's so <laughs> fucking delicious. We, we, uh, we did the most unbelievable mash sequence we've ever done at the brewery. We, we, steeped the um the rye in our in our brew kettle which has steam jackets of course and everything and paddles okay. and rakes and we have the ability to transfer that back into the louder tongue so wow. we we steeped the um the uh, rye at about 95 degrees and then we brought it up to 130 degrees so that when we doed in the uh the rest of the uh, mm -hmm. malt uh, it would it would mix in nicely with it at the temperature we wanted to be at at that point. And okay, it worked it worked perfectly. Now, can I ask a question? How much yeah. of the grist was rye? Thirty percentage was thirty five percent. Fucking insane. And Absolutely. how much how much of the solids was rice hulls? Uh, there was 
200%. Okay. I, was, right. we use, I think we used gotcha. I just want to check because very, 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 very early we tried to make a 50% rye. Oh, you were insane. Uh, pale. And we, the, the suction created under the bed, the, yeah. the grain bed bent our false bottom. It was glue. Yeah. You were yep. making glue yeah. paste. So I, I, I'm going to steal both those ideas for you. If we ever get back to making that beer, but it, after that beer, I was like, okay, no more of that. Rye yeah. can be less than 10% or I won't play with it now. So Cass, get us that beer. Anyway, go on. I didn't. Oh yeah. Know, but I needed, I needed to check. I, awesome. <laughs> yeah. That sounded like a book on tape. Like you could uh, do like a book on tape about beer recipes. That was lovely. <laughs> oh, God, Todd. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, now, Justin, do so you have, we a have, a, we have a lot of letters, but uh, we've, We've answered most of those on the episode uh, the previous week. So, so we have we have a bunch of people asking us to talk about uh, Brianne's Instagram and everything it's revealed and what's going on. Yes, and we we've given a whole show to that conversation. Uh, does it? Do you know what you're going to title it? Can we refer people to that to handle those letters? I don't know at this point, but it's the it's the episode just before this one. So and it's and the out. guests are Meg Parisi and Alexis Stevens. Yes. yes. So if you wrote us a letter, ask us to talk about that. That's where that is. And five white guys talking about that. <laughs> doesn't seem to advance that conversation so we're letting that be there i'm sure it'll come up again as you guys know oh, yeah. there's cycles to this and it's not that we won't talk about it it's that we just have and for now i'd like to let other voices make noise and then we'll jump back into this conversation do we have a letter that is not about that uh i do not have a letter that's oh on. come on okay. man. good job justin Fucking Justin. All right. Well, then then I will simply say we're out of time. Todd, thank you so much awesome. for coming to join us. Thank you for My helping. Pleasure. Me yeah, witness. we're glad you're still with us. Thank yeah, you very much for, for yeah. helping me witness the de-evolution of John Hall. Boy, that is. Um, that uh, a awesome. steal this, this beer first. A for classic. Sure. A classic. Yeah, so um, we'll put this on the anyway, for real. Get on us. Hey, hey. Steal uh, hold on. Here. We Cass? Gotta plug our shit, man. That's you're what I just said. Off? That's what I'm doing. I'm no, you're trying Cass? to you're trying to rush to get at us. And Cass has like I am not seconds got... every week. And Cass, tell them shines. where to tell them primarily tell them where to find the episode where we do address Brian's Instagram and everything. It's the conversation it has started in Craft at Large. Yes, and then so. tell them how to give us money so we can keep doing shows like this and shows like that. Yes, if you would like to listen to the episode Augie's talking about, it came out a week before this one. Um, so there's that. Uh, thank you to Alexis and Meg for coming out. If you would like to write us a letter about anything, hate mail, love letters, steal this beer, podcast at gmail.com. See what we're drinking on untapped, steal this beer, and follow us on all the Fache Libros and Instagrams and Twitters at steal this beer. Todd, where can they find you other than Kitty Remain? Uh, that's it. That's it. I'm not an Instagrammer. I'm not a Facebooker. I'm not a Twitter. I'm not a lot. I love it. Probably why you're so happy. And also probably why you ended up going four days before going to the hospital because you didn't say to the world, my tummy hurts. What should I do? Anyway, thanks so much for making the time. Thanks, Todd. All right, y'all. Get at us. Thank you.